and we see uh, in verse 18 that he says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your life. You know, that's a good thing. What did he say? I'm going to behold. I want to know. I want to be able to perceive and see wondrous things about you out of your word. And that's his desire. <laughs> and so, when we're, we're looking at the other guy, he becomes the, the hero of the story. He becomes the, um, the character that we're studying the most. We see this also expressed in the New Testament, John chapter 20, verse 31. It says, But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he is the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And so we look at the Bible, the reason God wants us to have the Bible is he wants to continue to reveal himself to you and I through his word. One of the common things that we all ask for here, I wish I could just see Jesus, I wish I could just talk to Jesus, I wish I could just you know, sit down and get some things. And, you know, really God has given us an incredible gift, and, he, and that does happen. That happens through his word and through his spirit that lives within us when we become Christ followers. So we have God's voice that lives within us, a confirmation of you know, that truth in front of us, knowing that we're on the right path, it's a purpose, right? Because what we feel on the inside isn't what God says to us on the inside, it isn't what it says to us, what God has spoken to us in His Word. And so it gives us the confirmation that we're walking with God, that we can hear God's voice, that we can walk with Him and know Him for a daily life. And that's why the Bible was given to us. Why God inspired writers to put together the truth, this revealed truth of God, who He is, what He wants to do in our lives. And so when we read the Bible, we need to ask ourselves a key question. To know more about the Bible, we need to say, what does the passage say to God? Right? So when we open up the Bible, where we know this book's written for knowledge of God, here's a key question for you to bring it right down to you know, where you live. What does the passage say about God? So when you're, you're reading, you're saying, you're like, it's amazing to look in the head, and you're focusing, you get your breath, through your head, and that's that first question. What do I see about them? What are the truths? What about his character for the millions of people? And, and that's going to help you uh, move forward and know about them. Right? First John chapter 5, verse 13. Again, this is God's desire for us. I write these things to you that you believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life, which is a relationship with God, a daily walking with God, knowing God, being released from the penalty of the sin and the consequences and the rebellion of our heart, being new in a relationship with him. God gives us his words so we can know he has that relationship and how to walk with it. And this is eternal life, he says, that we may know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you are sent. That's what we're looking for, first and foremost, is to know God. What we're looking for next is of understanding of God's ways. Right? It's the fourth thing to know God, but how does He move and work, you know, in our daily life? And that's a good question. And so we see in Psalm 119, verse 27, this idea comes out in the surrounding verses. Right? It says, Make me understand the way of your precepts, you know, the truths that, that are foundational to you know, life with you. That's what precept is. Make me understand the way of your precepts, how you really work in your life and community, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. 
And so that's, the, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for how God moves and works in our daily lives. That's the whole idea. You know, it works. You know, I've become the husband, wife, mother, husband, you know, I'm a father that you desire for me to be. How should I, you know, serve uh, my company or lead my company? Or how should I invest in the life of people around me? How do I, you know, reflect you to a world that desperately needs to see a good picture of you? These are all meaningful questions, you know, that we need to understand. How does this work? How does it play out? So when we're reading the Bible, the next question we need to ask that there's actually two questions that help us to understand. The first one is this. What does the passage say about you walking with God? Right? So you read a passage and say, okay, what does the passage say about God? The next question is, what does it say about me when I walk with God? When we live in God's way, that's what walk means. What does it look like if I were to live in the truth that God is bringing out in this passage? And that's a great question. Because you really need to find out what promises he has for us, what we can expect, what our relationship with God will look like, the effects that we'll have on people around us. And it really gives us a good bearing. The next question that we need to ask is the opposite. What does the passage say about me not working with God? Now, both of these questions are going to be probably implied as you read, right? You're going to be reading and you're going to catch. You know, it may not say directly what the Bible says, do this or don't do this. But there's an implication there that if I trust God, I can have confidence that He's living with me, right? So we get that, that there's, there's truth prescribed, you know, direct quotes from the Bible, and then there's truth prescribed, you know, where it's implied, and, and we can find principles for our lives that states our character in a daily life with God. So those are two questions. So yeah, you know, those two questions that really help us understand how God moves and works in our daily lives and what He wants us to do in the world around us. And we see this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, you know, the Word of God is going to have this effect on our lives. It's, God says that He doesn't want us to conform ourselves to the standards of this world. So God is about moving in a different direction. God is about calling people to themselves. And yet, we live in a world that we know is broken. We know that we rebel against God. We know that we don't naturally trust God without the intervention of God in our life. And so God is saying, don't get caught up in the rebellion and the selfishness, the sin of this world. Don't be conformed to that, but be transformed. So the Word of God is going to call us out of a system into God's system. But let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. And then you will be able to know the will of God, what is good and is pleasing to Him as is perfect. So God's word, when we read it, is going to have an effect on your lives. And this is really important for us to stop from this for a second, because sometimes you're going to read the Bible, and it's going to be a death book. And then always going to be encouraging. Sometimes you're going to see things that are there that are just being the God. And you're going to feel what's called conviction. And we can look at conviction and interpret it as condemnation. And if we do that, then we're, we're not really resting in who God really is. So this is why we start with the character of God and we don't start with ourselves. God is loving, good, and kind, and redemptive in nature. He is holy and pure, and yes, he expects that out of his name. But instead of condemning, 
and taking humility and his rebellion, he came to offer himself as a sacrifice, to pay the price for that rebellion, to buy you out of that rebellion, to restore your heart, and to give you a right relationship with God. God's expression is to love and leave you. And you see God is, and he desires to you. And then he wants you to live in that redemption that we need every day of your life. And you experience his renewing work. And so when God shines the light on the areas of our lives that are not right with him, it's not a statement of condemnation, it's an invitation to be transformed. He's calling you out of the things that love you of every good thing that comes in his community. God will spend that time in your life. And that's why it's really important for us to understand that we start with God's character. What does God say about walking with Him? What can we expect if we don't walk with Him? And that leads us to, you know, you want to know question to answer. Where do we go from there, right? Well, not just looking for what we're about and understanding of His life, but we're looking about how we can apply our lives to God's plan. That is really important. Notice I didn't say, how do I apply the Bible to my life? There's a big difference here. Let me give you an illustration. Any baseball fans in here? Any of you have a basic understanding of baseball? Right? Then you have like three strikes, you have four balls, so maybe it's a walk. Right? You have innings, right? World Series is like the baseball games of baseball games, right? Here in the World Series, Game seven has been tied up to this point. It comes down to a full count. Bases are loaded. You're at bat. In this pitch, if you don't get out of the park, or you at least, you know, um, get a one a one base run, guys coming in, you win the series. Right? If you miss, you start out, it's done. You're done. Right? And so, so you get a full count. And the pitch comes, and the batter puts it out of the park, and it just fell, this home run, like all the way out into the outfield. And then you, or in the stadium, the ball's coming right at you. You see the ball coming right at you. You're there, you're ready, and you reach out, and you grab that ball, that home run ball, right? Now, here's the real hero of that story. Is it the batter that makes the ball out of the park? Or is it the person in the stands that caught that corner in the ball? That's the difference between whether we apply our lives to God's word or we try to apply the word to our life as he's the hero of our story. It would be really crazy for us to have ESPN and Sports Center and everybody else for the next three weeks talking to you in the stand that caught the ball and said, man, that was such a great contribution that you made to the World Series. I don't know how the team would have made it without you. You're so glad that you were there to catch that ball. You know, it's like you're taking all the glory, all the application of everybody else's heavy. See, the message of Christianity is not what we do for God, but what we bring to the table for God. It's what God has done for us. That God has created the heavens and the earth for us to enjoy Him and know Him and love Him and follow Him, and we don't want it naturally. And then God, in His redemptive nature, is willing to step into the rebellious community, take the punishment from those sins by people who are sinners themselves, to 
show how serious he is about loving and redeeming, and then offer them the greatest invitation to exchange their broken character to receive his perfect character. And to be able to watch what God did and learning what that experience is like. To be renewed in the relationship that God has been in He is the hero of the story. And if you try to pull truth out of the Bible to live our life independently of God, we will miss the power of that message. But when we read the Bible, we realize that God is clear and see his story. And we have found our lives to this truth is everything. And this is what God has to do. We see this in Psalm 19, verse 5. And this idea is throughout this entire psalm. I hope that you'll go home today and just rest and just read through these verses in contrast. But he says this, Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping with your statutes. What does he say? I can say so my life into you and when you're going down, what you desire, what you need. The last question we ask ourselves when we read the Bible is does my life echo the passage, echo the Bible, echoes and acronyms. So this is how we can apply our lives to God's word. Here's what echoes this. First one is this. Is there an example to follow in God's Bible? As I'm reading the Bible, I want to follow my life through the Bible. Is there an example I need to follow in God's Bible? If you're reading in the Old Testament, you read about David committing adultery with Bathsheba, that's probably an example you don't want to follow. Right? And what the other states are really obvious to you, which you would think nobody in the right mind would say, what people do. Sometimes people read the passage and try to pull the truth out and say, well, you know, David did this, and then he obviously wasn't satisfied with the relationship, and he just pursued his desires, and he just going there after that one day. And he would skip over the rebellion and the consequences and the pain that was inflicted. This is why it's important for us to realize we have to apply a lot of the truth. Is there an example of following our path? Here's the next one. Is there a commandment I need to obey? Yes, God does make certain commandments. And again, we can look at commandments as God trying to stop to our freedom, or we can look at God giving us commandments to show us what it means to live in the terms of His life and grace, which is what commands are. There's strong warnings to avoid trouble. Right? Is there a hope I need to have in one of God's promises? Sometimes when we read the passage, there might not be an example of sin. There might not be a command, but there might be this promise that God is laying in. That's your application. So God, I'm going to trust you for this truth in my daily life. So again, remember, you're not going to have an example, a command, a hope, and then the last one is an operation or a mission to carry out. You might not have all four of those in a passage. You might just have one of them, depending on where you read. But if you ask yourself, does my life echo scripture? You can find one way that you can step into your relationship with God and live out the last truth of God's word. So does my life echo the scripture? And this is a prayer that, that um, Paul expressed for the evening church about their connection with God, and it's a prayer that I think is relevant for us today and something I've been praying for myself and my family for you this week as I've been preparing for this. But here's, here's what it says. 
do not cease to give thanks to you, remembering you in my presence, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Do you know? Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us to believe. Your gifts is towards the understanding of you. You are loving that you would know and understand how God works, and that you would immerse yourself in what God has. His immeasurable greatness and power towards us to believe, according to the working of his great power. The fear in Christ, where he raised him from the dead, and seated him at the right hand of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that lives within us. So, four questions that we ask when we read the Bible that have to show God that He's doing His way as we follow Him to this first one is what He has to say about me? What does it say about me walking with God? What does it say about me not walking with God? And how do I live my life to this truth? Or if there's no more, I can't 